Welcome to the Top 8 Movies Podcast, presented by Top 8 Media. Every week we share Top 8 lists from movie lovers across the globe. We also dive into actors and actresses' Top 8 Movies according to IMDb scores. And hear many reviews from our resident film reviewer, Mike Morgan, as he reflects on his Top 8 films of each of the last 34 years. We have special edition Top 8 lists on more specific topics from the movie industry. Send us your top eight list to be read out on future episodes. Just DM us on Instagram at top underscore eight underscore media. Thanks for tuning in and let's crack on with the show. Welcome to Top 8 Movies from Top 8 Media. This is a podcast all about movies from the power of Top 8 Lists. Welcome back, everybody. It is the new year. We're recording this a couple of days into January, um, which is just really exciting. Fresh new start for me in my life. You know, I'm doing a degree, everyone, in graphic design starting soon. So I, as you can tell, I've got a brand new Apple Mac Air Pro. So I'm looking at it. I'm getting used to it. I've never done Apple before. So it's a very expensive Apple Mac. My sound is amazing. We are back. I'm so sorry for the last few episodes. Very tinny. But hopefully you're going to enjoy this very professional setup like Jess has already had. So I'm sat down here today with Jess, my co-host. We are 20 episodes in now, Jess. We just released our anniversary episode, which was insanely fun to edit, I have to say, with all the polls and the quizzes. And you did your stick or switch um, film decade thing, um, which I thought was super, super fun. So how are you? Um, How was your festive season? You excited to be back? Yes, I'm doing well. I have a little bit of sinus issues, but I'm feeling well, doing well. Enjoyed the break, had a good time. Not usually my typical favorite time of the year, but New Year's is, and I'm so excited to be back and be here. And I'm also really excited about your computer and you coming to the dark side of Apple. I love it. So it'll be really exciting going forward. And uh, maybe I can teach you a thing or two. Yeah, you might have to, because I, I, even when I was typing stuff in on the keyboard the other day, I was like, how do I do a middle decimal point? Oh, it's so annoying uh, to get used to the keyboard. But they say the best thing for graphic design are Apple Macs with Adobe Suite, you know, all different creative things that you can get for that. So um, I'm excited. I'm going to have a degree in a, hopefully about three years, guys, hopefully slightly less. So I'm excited for that. But for now, we are going to crack on with my... Probably my second love, I realise, is movies. Creation and creating and building is my number one love. Movies are my second. So we have done many episodes up to this point with actors and, you know, uh, best films of the year and some more niche stuff. So we've got like kind of one niche thing, I guess. But we're going to do today the best of 2019. So this was the year in the build-up to COVID. So you can see the quality of the films is very high. And obviously, as you go to 2020, it dropped off a bit. When we did that episode, it was much harder, I think, to create the list. This one was um, slightly easier, way more choice. Um, so, yeah, we're here with mine, with Jess's, with my dad's, and the industry list. Um, and in the coming episodes, you're going to have things like the top eight animations. So look out for that. That's going to be super, super fun. And top eight Tom Cruise. And after that, Jess, I haven't even mentioned it, Jess, yet, but we're going to do our best of 2023. It feels appropriate to get straight on it now the year's come to a close. So um, that's going to be super fun to see who's seen what. So uh, look out for that. But yeah, let's kick off, as we always do, Jess, if I can hand over to you and you can dive into 
the highest grossing films of 2019. Over to you. All right, here we go. In the eighth spot, we have Toy Story 4 with just over $1 billion. In the seventh spot, we have Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, just barely beating out Toy Story. In the sixth spot, we have the Joker, barely even more so beating out Star Wars. In the fifth spot, Captain Marvel, jumping it up to $1,131,000,000. In the fourth spot, we have Spider-Man Far From Home with a small jump up with $1,131,000,000. In the third spot, we have Frozen 2, jumping up to $1,453,000. In the number two spot, with The Lion King with one billion six hundred and sixty three million and then in the number one spots we have avengers endgame all the way up to almost three billion dollars three billion dollars eh avengers just rakes it in don't they rake 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 thank you very much for doing that for us um and we'll reflect if you're the first time on the show then we are going to reflect on each list as we go um so First off, it's like, like we always say, it's kind of a makes sense. It doesn't set my soul on fire. It doesn't feel like there's some really good stuff. There's not much substance there, if you see what I mean. But I, like Avengers is like my favorite, you know, Marvel stuff's my favorite thing ever. But I'm not saying it's got lots of substance because it doesn't. <laughs> so I'd say Joker obviously is quite different, isn't it? In that way, it's very dark. Star Wars obviously definitely has substance to it for sure. And that's pretty much it, isn't it? Lion King live action. Pretty cool it's done that. I really like the list, but you know what I mean? I think our lists have a little bit more flair to them, a little bit um, outside the box, which I, you and me, we love that sort of thing. I think outside the box a little. So yeah, what are your thoughts on this? It sounds like it's been really negative. I'm not. It's a great list. What do you think? I think this was the hardest list thus far for me to come up with, but this, I, I agree. The industry list, it's kind of like, okay, you have half of it, like Marvel DC, the other half is Disney. Like, that's it. Where's the rest of the movies? There are so many more great movies, but this was a really hard list to come up with. I, um, I'm really excited the format that we've been doing because we're going to be able to show love to a lot of other really great movies that were made during this time that maybe didn't make it in the box office, but made it into the hearts of many of people. So I am excited to see which one of our lists become the top list. I think, yeah, you're right. It's like the curse of the highest grossing, isn't it? Because this is just what you're going to get, really. I mean, if we did IMDb scores, it might be different. Or Rotten Tomatoes, this will be different as well. But I think it's important to do highest grossing because that's what the masses watch. So why wouldn't we uh, go on that? So it's going to be really cool, actually, to see what you and me, you know, what matches for us. It's going to be really, really interesting. So, all right, let's kick off with my list. I always go second, guys. I'm always B when you're voting on Instagram. Always B. B, 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 put in your mind be no swaying here at all all right kicking off in eighth place bombshell that was recommended to me by jess um and she wasn't wrong it was fantastic um if you haven't seen it already go and check it out and maybe jess we can talk a little bit about it um a little bit later on because you recommended it and we can talk about our love for it together in seven places gentlemen so that is a guy ritchie film featuring hugh grant in an absolutely epic sort of news portery slash gangstery type character it's fantastic it's fun matthew mcconaughey is the token american in it 
um, which we always liked when Brad Pitt was in Snatch. Similar thing. Absolutely amazing British movie. Deserves so much love. In sixth place is the first of my bio. It's kind of like musically kind of, it's not a biopic as such, obviously, but it's uh, yesterday. So this is when the Beatles didn't exist. Um, and it turns out that he has kind of got all of the songs in his head. And then it's his journey of being this absolutely legendary um, songwriter of songs that weren't his. It's so fun and lovely and kind of cute and kind of warm, you know, which is something so for your blanket. Enjoy yesterday. Fifth place is Knives Out. I'm sure most of you heard about that by now. So it's kind of like a whodunit uh, type arrangement, but it's um, it's sarcastic. It's fun. Chris Evans is awesome as just this arrogant, slightly horrible character away from his Captain America vibes. Very, very good. Fourth place is my the biopic Rocket Man with Taron Egerton playing Elton John. It's an absolutely gorgeous, beautiful film. He pretty much performs the whole thing himself singing playing the piano absolutely insane amount of craftsmanship leading into that film no doubt and it's an amazing movie third place is fast and furious hobbs and shaw because i can't go more than a few episodes with a cheeky fast and furious bit of action a lot of people didn't like hobbs and shaw they like the original fast and furious i'm like excuse me the rock and jason statham in the same film come on now absolutely action-packed beautiful piece of filmmaking it's in second place is spider-man far from home absolutely immense um just much darker now and having all the spider-mans in it was just too much for me to uh, to cope with it was fantastic um and you all know what it is come on and i agree with the highest grossing population people out there avengers endgame is absolutely immensely amazing when they all come together at the end and I want to have a little cry all the guys together guys and girls kicking butt and it's absolutely immense um I don't care what anyone says Marvel's awesome and that's just how I feel so that is my list Jess uh what are your thoughts thank you for influencing a list for me by recommending Bombshell to kick us off I I'm so excited that a movie I recommended made your top eight that makes me just feel so fancy. I um, I love it and I love how different our lists are. And I had like 50 movies I was starting with and trying to figure out how am I gonna narrow this down to top eight. I am so glad you included Yesterday. I totally forgot about that movie. And as soon as you started saying it, I was like, oh yeah, that is such a sweet movie. So I think that's a great one that not a lot of people have probably heard or seen, but a, a great movie. Nonetheless, do you have a few on there that didn't make it into my top eight, but were definitely in my top 20? And I knew there had to be Fast and the Furious. I knew you were going to have Fast and the Furious on your list. So very proud that you were a diehard supporter of that one. But a good list. And uh, again, mine's, mine's a little different, but we have a couple similarities. So that's kind of interesting as well. Yeah, because I had, I had obviously, I always have a cheeky look at your list on the Google Drive that we have. Um, and there's a few that match. And then, yeah, you realize how many good films are out that year because a lot of stuff that you've got is really good too. And I was like, this is really awesome how much is in there. We could quite easily have done a top 20 for sure. Um, and I just trying to, you know, I think we both have a brand at this point, you know, you with your true stories and, you know, with me with my um, top cheesy action and all that kind of stuff. We're, we're sticking to our brands. Um, and, uh, I just look at it and I would love to watch all of those again. I could watch all of those films again tomorrow. And I think that's what your list should represent, shouldn't it? Um, sort of timeless stuff. 
in your own lives, I think. Um, so before we head into yours, I just uh, a little for anybody who listens to the show regularly for, you know, to reward you for your loyalty. In our franchises episode, as just remembers, I said that Fast and Furious was my favorite franchise of all time. As soon as work found out about this, I've been absolutely rinsed and destroyed for having that as my number one. <laughs> so I thought, no. So I'm going to watch them all to be sure. So I've watched the first four. I'm about to go into number five. They're all awesome. I love them all. I don't care. I was definitely correct. Even though not all the main guys in every one, I kind of lost track of which ones was Paul Walker in. When did the two rapper guys come into it? Um, like Ludacris and stuff. And uh, I've been having so much fun. I just want to mention it because I've got another, yeah, another five to watch. Another six, five, six. Um, so I just want to uh, reiterate all those episodes ago. I was correct. So we'll leave it there. Well, I will also say before jumping in, I too am a huge fan of the Fast and the Furious franchise as well. Um, but spoiler alert, they did not make my list. So like I said, this is a really hard list for me. So how I was able to narrow this down is I had to have already seen this movie three times and would be still willing to watch the movie tomorrow. That was my mindset going into this. So here we go, hope you're ready. Number eight, Aladdin, the live action. One of my all-time favorite movies growing up as a kid. I love the Aladdin story. And I got to see Aladdin on Broadway in New York with my best friend. And it was just, I just love it. It's like you said, it's those lists, that just, those movies that just make you feel good. Number seven is going to be Frozen 2. I'm a huge Frozen fan. I love me some Anna and Elsa. And yes, I will sing and dance and twirl just like any little kid to that movie. <laughs> Number six is Alita Battle Angel. This is a movie that I, I really love if you haven't seen it. It's kind of sci-fi and I'm still waiting for the next movie to come out because they totally set you up that there's going to be another movie and I need another movie. Um, I think it's just a very unique story told. Number five, Bombshell. I love the Bombshell. I love, again, true stories. The acting is out of this world phenomenal, especially knowing some of the people that the actresses portray. It's just like, wow, it's amazing. Number four, another true story, Ford versus Ferrari. Absolutely love it. I think, again, great acting, great storytelling. Number three, I made this a little higher because I do love me some murder mysteries, Knives Out. I can't get enough of it. I think it's so great. Number two, cry your heart out because five feet apart. It's a great story if you haven't seen it. There's another story that tells very similar to this where two teenagers fall in love, but they both have a life-threatening disease and one of the ways that they kind of regain their life is they're supposed to stay six feet apart, but they decide they're going to stay five feet apart. That's, they're going to own that one foot. And it's just such a beautiful story that will make you cry. So have the tissues ready. And number one, staying true to myself and my all-time favorite franchise, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Hands down, can't can't let my Star Wars go to, go to the wayside. It has to be number one. And I will 
always, always, always watch them a million times over. So no, no Avengers, no Marvel, no DC made my list, but I feel like I have some other really great options for people to, to vote list C on, or maybe movies that hopefully you haven't heard of and you are now encouraged and inspired to go see a movie. Thank you very, very much. And um, yeah, again, you stuck to your brand. You love your Star Wars, so I wouldn't have anything less. So well done for us both being authentic for our journey. Um, what I like about looking at lists, I know we, we talk a lot about other people's lists and psychology, is today I really want to sort of focus, for me, like what things would I want to watch now I've seen these lists, you know, things I haven't seen. And that's really exciting. So, you know, with this Battle Angel, I'm really intrigued to find out more about this. So this is the point. You're going to encourage me to watch that. And I'm hoping this is what helps the listeners. Ford Ferrari, I was literally so close to watching it the other day. It's on my list. I need to, to get on it, really, because it's come up a few times on, on, the, um, on the podcast. So... Yeah, I'll definitely be checking that out. Five Feet Apart, I actually don't know much about that. And um, so I'm going to go and check that out later. Go and watch a trade and whatnot. Um, obviously, at an appropriate time, by the sounds of it. Uh, maybe not when I'm tired after working lots of night shifts and maybe I'm feeling flat. Probably don't want to watch something that's going to make me cry. But, um, but I'm excited for that. Um, I'm not, yeah, obviously, I'm not a big Star Wars person anyway. So and that is what it is. But um, I'm loving it. I'm loving the variety on today's show. I'm loving that, you know, we're doing animation in our next episode and you're very loyal to Frozen and, and I like that. I like the loyalty. Um, and I, haven't, I haven't actually seen Aladdin yet, the live action remake. So I'm super excited to check that out um, to see how good Will Smith actually is. Because, yeah, I I don't know how many live action ones you've watched because I haven't seen the Lion King live action. I, I really don't think I've really seen any of them. How many have you seen? Is like, does Aladdin stand out from the other ones you've seen? How many have you watched so far live action ones? I think I've actually only seen probably about 50% of the live action, but what I have seen and what I do like is that they don't just cookie cutter recreate the movie, that there's these different kind of spins on the movie that they put. So I uh, love Mulan, huge Mulan fan, but as you know, in the cartoon, you have the dragon Mushu that's not really quite live action-y, right? So the way they were able to still kind of create the story move the story along with the phoenix i think was still really beautiful how they did it so i feel the same way with the story aladdin between the animated versus the live action is that in the live action there's different parts of the movie that yeah it's not going to be like the cartoon because it's not it's but it's still true to the story there's just these little differences in it that i think are really beautiful so that's what i think is fun um i too have not seen the live action lion king yet but I do love seeing them because you're seeing a classic story just told maybe with some little different twists here and there. Yeah, because I don't, do they update the stories like to be slightly more modern or do they keep really strict on the themes that may not have aged well with certain kinds of films? Or do you think they tweak it to make it more digestible? I don't know. Do they? I'm sure. I don't know. I think a lot of them. Um... I'm trying to think like with Aladdin with the different time. I don't know. I don't think there's a whole lot. Cause like with, so with the story of Mulan, right? A big part of the story of Mulan is that she shouldn't be allowed to go fight because she's a girl. So they still keep that theme. That's kind of true to that story. If that makes sense. Um, same thing with Aladdin, you know, he's still this, oh, he's this street rat. 
right? But he came from nothing. You can't marry someone who's come from nothing. So I think a lot of those themes, they still come come through because that's the overall story of it. But I think that they're still beautifully, beautifully told. I think you can see that with some of the casting has changed and maybe how they present the characters are a little bit different as well. I mean, think, think about... Aladdin a lot of people were upset about oh you're Robin Williams to Will Smith like what's the difference the genie's blue <laughs> it doesn't, like it doesn't matter the genie's blue I think that uh, Will Smith does a, a fabulous job and I'm sure it was really hard for him to step into a role that Robin Williams once played so we also have to recognize that some of those things are going to change but it's also hard on that person too to step into a role where someone like Robin Williams was the genie and being able to become that role and tell that story i think it's still i think it's beautifully done and i don't think that something like that affects the story well thank you that's really lovely we don't usually have these sort of in-depth um chats yeah. i was just really, really intrigued because you know um they tend to do this don't they the d- 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 depiction of certain kinds of characters may need some like really positive beautiful tweaking especially how sometimes women have been portrayed in old disney films it'd be really nice to, but they've been doing that with cartoons like with tangled like with the main with her and that main character she was so cool and like kick-ass and i don't you know i don't need a man or whatever i just i, I love that i love the way they sort of twisted up and got us back on track so the kids of tomorrow are seeing the beauty in every human being no matter their role or gender or anything anyway this is turning into a political podcast but um <laughs> I know that's what films are all about, right? It's telling a message. It's you know, it's it's important. I don't care what people say. It's important stuff. Um, maybe not so much kids stuff, but you know what I mean. But there's it teaches kids stuff. Stuff they're watching. You know, when, when a kid watch Home Alone, you know, they're not really learning anything other than how do you set traps. You know, there's no real. It's because I watched it the other day. I was like, does anyone learn anything from this Home Alone? Not really. It's just fun, isn't it? Um, but anyway, it's not a home alone list today. So yeah, thank you very much, Jess. I think I think it's it's a tough call. I think both are super pretty good. So now it's time for my dad and the resident film reviewer. If you're new to the show of 20 plus years, let's see what a reviewer really thinks of 2019. So I will go through this list and then we will have a look. So in eighth place, a film that I think both of us completely forgot about, which is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, which is actually a 2019 film. Didn't remember that. There is The Lighthouse as well. Um, people might not know much about that. We might go through a little bit of that a bit later on. He's got Knives Out in sixth place. He's got Joker in fifth. He's got Little Women, his first appearance here today, in fourth. Um, Tolkien. I completely forgot about that when I saw his list. Tolkien is in third. And then he's got Yesterday in second. Nice work. And he's got Rocket Man at number one i remember him watching that like 156 times uh he loved that film and he loves tara edgerton like me i think he's absolutely an amazing amazing performer amazing actor and his performance is probably worthy of being up there because you've got to think you had rocket man you have bohemian rhapsody there's been elvis there's been so many good ones in the last five to six years can you imagine a list like that just so many good films and uh yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I think my dad's gone for some slightly more indie stuff, stuff that we in the, in Bath, we have a, a theatre called the Little Theatre, um, very small screens. And it has all of like the Sundance Film Festival movies. It's very cultured and beautiful. And it's a really old uh, Victorian building, you know, because we do it in Bath after all. And they 
they play all these really cool low budget Sundance Film Festival winners. And it ha- highly influences his list. I think that's really beautiful. So, Jess, what do you think about what? what have you seen Tolkien? I, I just I can't remember seeing a trailer for it, to be honest. I am. I'm feeling really um, shameful right now because I am a huge Lord of the Rings fan. And oh, as soon as I saw that, I was like, did I miss a movie? How did I miss a movie? Oh, my goodness. And this was still around the time where my husband and I were able to get out in the house and we used to go to the movies like almost weekly. So I'm like, how did I miss this movie? I'm feeling, I'm just feeling ashamed that I have not seen that movie. Yeah. I need to take a look at it because I did quite enjoy Lord of the Rings. So I'm going to, a bit later, I'm going to have a chance to um, check out the trailer and stuff. I'm quite intrigued by it. Um, obviously there's films on there that I really liked anyway. Little Women, I'm not too sure if I'm going to want to watch that. I know it's, it's a remake, right? Yeah. An original one. Um, I'm trying to think, is it not Emma Watson? No, it was in it. I'm trying to think it was in it now. It's all like the upcoming, um, not up and coming, they're kind of here already, but all the mid 20s, a legendary wow. right now. Yeah, really, really good um, cast lineup. Yeah, so just looking at the Lighthouse. I remember that talking about this after you saw it because it's actually Robert Patterson and William Defoe. It's actually just two people in it, just those two. So the, the bio on it is two lighthouse keepers try to maintain their sanity while living on a remote and mysterious New England island in 1890, or 1890s. Um, and it's supposed to just be a beautiful story of human connection, um, interaction, friendship, and just keeping it all together with your mental health. It's, it's, it's supposed to be beautifully done. Um, and I just recommend people go and check it out, really, because it deserves a little spotlight. Um, does that sound like something you would watch? I, I think I will. I hadn't heard of it until this point, so I will happily add it to my movies I would like to watch. Yeah, well, my dad said it's the best ever performance he's ever seen from Robert Patterson. And I know other than Twilight, he has done other stuff. But it, my dad said he is amazing in it. So just for that, I want to support an actor that's shining, really, um, in the most beautiful way. And then once upon a time in Hollywood, you know, that's not come up on any of the list today. Um, <laughs> Jess put a thumb down. Um, yeah, mixed mixed opinion. I I quite enjoyed it actually. That's because I'm just obsessed with Brad Pitt. But um, I think loads of people loved it, or some people like blah. Um, so Jess, uh, you clearly um, gave it ten out of ten, correct? <laughs> I just it was not my cup of tea. I just um, I watched it and I thought, huh, I will happily see. Leonardo DiCaprio in a Western movie. That's what I got from that movie. That was, that's, yep, that's what I got. <laughs> Fair enough. We always try and keep it as positive as we can. Uh, but yeah, so maybe that is the film that will say, sway the vote. We'll have to wait and see. And this is your opportunity, everyone, to head over to Instagram and be sort of playing around which format you can vote on. So you can vote on the poster that will you'll see and it's got like some music on it and some like twinkly animations behind it and then on the trailer i'll probably also put a b c and d on there as well so you've got two opportunities to vote so you just head over and it'll be a b c and d so highest grossing is a i'm b jess is c and my dad our resident film reviewer is d so just pop in the comments just put the letter that's it just put that on there you're more welcome to put a little line oh i love that film that'd be really cool to know but yeah, vote away. I do get people to vote off, you know, off Instagram that aren't on there at work and stuff. So we collate those votes in as well. 
Um, and I try not to influence them because I'm in their presence. I try to make to really make sure that they they go with their hearts. So we'll see. So in our last anniversary episode, the one before this, we actually like announce how we're getting on, how many Jess has won and I've won, all that kind of stuff. So it's worth checking that out because we're going to do that in episode 30. You'll be able to find out about this one then, which would be really fun. So get on to Instagram, guys. Vote away. Let us know what you think. Um, and we'll be back next week. We're going to be talking about uh, animations. Are really cool. So adults and child stuff. So uh, keep your eye out for that. But uh, yeah, so Jess, what are your reflections on 2019? I think overall, it was a bloody, it was a fantastic year. 100%. I think it's a great problem to have to struggle to narrow it down to a top eight. And I love that we each brought a different diversity to the list. And I hope that our listeners have found a new movie to watch for movie night this week. Definitely. I've got loads of films to watch from this episode, which I'm really excited about because I just keep watching the same ones because I was so busy at Christmas. I've just been re-watching stuff. So I've, I've watched Taken 1 and 2. I've got Taken 3 to watch. I've just been smashing through franchises right now. Um, it's just, I just love it so much. Um, oh yeah, Fast and Furious, obviously. So we'll be back next week. And in honour of my Fast and Furious love and Vin Diesel, I will leave you with this. It's all about family, as Vin would say. So take care of your family and we will see you next time. Send us your top eight list today to top underscore eight underscore media. If you find it too hard to create your top eight of all time, then why not a top eight from a certain actor, actress, genre or director? You can even make it more niche. For example, the top eight films set in space. Your list could inspire. So join the top eight media contributors today. Thank you for listening and we will see you next week.